welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, I have been really curious about uh, how the Lakers are going to approach this season from a basketball perspective, obviously. That's the whole point. But their identity can be any number of things. And it's going to be something that they figure out over the course of the regular season. But at some point, they're going to have to land on one. And I'm really curious what that's going to be. Uh, at the very end here, I'll, I'll also uh, answer the iTunes mailbag questions. But yeah, I. so <laughs> here's how I arrived at this question. Last week, I think Aaron and I ended the show by... You know, me pointing out that there is a lot of discussion as the you know with the Lakers being potentially the deepest team in the league, and it's a very semantic thing. It's a very, you know, obviously very subjective thing, and um, and I, I you know that launched me down this path of well, are they? Because I know Aaron's going to bring that up next time we talk, whether it was on or off the air. And um, as we get closer to training camps and we start looking more closely at, at these rosters now that they are kind of finally figured out, um, though I do think the league is going to look a little different in the next couple weeks or so as I think we get closer and closer to Damian Lillard getting traded. Um, I have a couple theories on that I guess I can get to later in the show too as well. But yeah, I, I, I found myself wondering... Because of this question of whether or not the Lakers are the deepest team in the league, I found myself wondering, what is their identity? Like, how are they going to go about beating teams more often than not? Because, you know, because of how deep they are, you say to yourself, well, they just figured that out on a, night on a nightly basis. They take what defenses give them. They adjust to various, you know, offensive systems and uh, they are this kind of amoebic presence that makes its way through the regular season but eventually you are going to have to find an identity at some point you are going to have to you know the Lakers are going to have to find their strength uh, and then optimize it right and then, you know, you still want to be able to throw the different pitches and you still want to, you know, be able to counter to whatever teams force you into or out of. But there is no such thing as a champion that did not have a, you know, a set of core principles that they abided when the going got tough. And, you know, so I, I guess the place to start in trying to answer some of this stuff is what are the Lakers strengths? So I think if we're talking about the Lakers strengths, you have to talk about where the most talent resides on the roster. And obviously you have to start therefore with LeBron and AD. They are the strengths, right? LeBron is your engine. AD is everything else, right? And, uh, how do you optimize those two guys? And I think the Lakers have finally found that balance of secondary and tertiary creativity, but also supplementary uh, and complementary presences that will actually make LeBron and AD better. LeBron especially, right? Um, 
you know, Dennis Schroeder had a skill set that, you know, kind of helped with some of what LeBron, I think, wanted in a secondary creator or at times a primary creator. And um, the, the issue with Schroeder, though, is that, like, he wasn't very complimentary. So you kind of had to pick one or the other. And eventually when the Lakers only had four guys that they trusted and it forced Dennis Schroeder to play, that's where the Lakers ran into problems in, against Denver. In this case, though, you have somebody like Gabe Vincent, who maybe isn't the, the primary creator that Dennis Schroeder is, but is a significantly more complimentary player to LeBron and actually is very complimentary to Austin Reeves. And, and you know, AD is pretty easy to compliment. Just be able to see him in the pick and roll or whatever. But what I think the, the Lakers, I think, have, have done with this roster that makes me so excited to see how it actually all works out and fits together, especially if some of the shooting numbers actually hold true, um, is the Lakers are are like way better positioned to optimize their strengths. In this case, um, LeBron and AD, just in terms of raw personnel. Now you can talk about how you want to do that, and you can talk about um, if you can still be versatile if you are so focused on complementing LeBron and AD. But like my my concern the last few years with the Lakers was always they were lowering their ceiling in order to raise their floor, right? So, um, you know, the, the, the part of the reason that the Lakers, this isn't even like my analysis, they leaked this. But part of the reason they, they brought in Russell Westbrook was on nights that LeBron and AD weren't able to go, Russ would make the team good enough that you can get by without one of LeBron or AD. And fine, in practice, that's fine. But that's more of a regular season concern that makes you worse in the postseason because Russell Westbrook was not at all complimentary of Le- of LeBron. He was fairly complimentary of 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 uh, or with AD. Um, he you know those guys could fit fairly well, you know if they were like the cornerstones of your lineup or whatever. But with LeBron, if Russ didn't have the ball, he was not helping LeBron in any real way and therefore you're making that 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 lineup out there worse and the Lakers you're bringing down that ceiling because at the end of the day the ceiling raiser here is going to be LeBron and you know I would love for that ceiling raiser to be AD but I just don't think he's that kind of a player but still in this case with LeBron you have him as your ceiling raiser and and I guess you would consider AD your floor setter um, and then, and then from there, you just figure out how high you can make that ceiling around LeBron. And Austin Reeves plays well with LeBron. I already talked about Gabe Vincent, D'Angelo Russell. I think can fit in well because of his ability to shoot the ball. There's some concerns defensively because LeBron Russell lineups are going to be pretty slow footed. Um, and then you look at all of the other complementary players, you know, the role players on this team, and there isn't really anybody who does not in some way, shape, or form fit next to LeBron. Uh, and, and especially, there isn't anybody on this roster who doesn't fit next to LeBron playing the way LeBron needs to play to be your your ceiling raiser. So, 
Like if the starting point here is, you know, identifying the strengths, I think the Lakers did that here, and they do, they've done a significantly better job complementing uh, complementing those strengths, and and uh, and that's going to I think define how far the Lakers go this year. Apologies for how my voice sounds. Uh, Avery is back at school, which means she is surrounded by nothing but germs, and those germs made their way into their house, and now I sound like Barry White right after he drinks some like way too hot soup. Um, all right, so let's move on, though, to, uh, you know, look, LeBron AD, that's been the identity, right? We've known that. You have to get a little bit more specific here. And obviously, I'm always going to be partial when you see LeBron and AD as the, you know, kind of cornerstones of of the organization um, and of the roster. I'm going to be partial to an identity that the Lakers have previously won with, right? Bigger, stronger, faster is what I'm talking about. And, you know, there's some of that on this roster. You know, there are some lineups that the Lakers can put together that will be, you know, big and physical and and smash mouth right Rui is a very physical presence Jared Vanderbilt using his length on the perimeter can be a very you know uh physical presence out there uh, obviously LeBron and AD are, are are both big for their position even if they're playing the the four and the five um D'Lo is a bigger point guard but he's not really like he doesn't take full advantage of his of his size defensively uh so that doesn't he doesn't quite fit into that identity so there's there's like some of that there but you know it's it's not it's not the same group where you know Caruso and KCP and LeBron and AD and Dwight and Kuz like those guys were all very you know they were bigger for their uh positions and they they enjoyed scrapping a little bit and this team isn't quite there with that regard. I think it, they can do some of it, but I don't think that's going to be the, like the core identity here of who the Lakers are going to be. So they're, they're, then you have to start like narrowing it down and rethinking some of a you know a, a different course here. Yeah, and obviously depending on the personnel that they finish the season with, because I don't think this roster is the same group that they are going to finish the season with. Um, but still this is where they're going to start and throughout, you know, from, from the beginning of the season through to the deadline, they are going to be identifying like their, their identity. So what would that be if it isn't going to be that smash mouth, bigger, stronger, faster group? And this is where I actually think that the Lakers are going to have to be that, that kind of team where you play enough defense, but your offense is special. Right. And and I think that is kind of the best path that the Lakers can take here. Um, that means that Reeves has to take a step forward. That means that Rui's shooting from the playoffs has to be close to like he he needs to get close to to being that player again. Uh, Gabe Vincent's shooting from the postseason. He needs to be closer to that player than he was during last year's regular season. Uh, Torian Prince is going to be a big part of that, I think in in how uh his his ability to space the floor both both in the 
you know, stationary sense where him just standing somewhere is going to generate its own gravity, but also his ability to shoot off of screens is is going to be a big part of of this potential identity. Um, LeBron and AD are obviously going to have to be a part of this. And what that would mean is that both of those guys, um, last year's shooting would have to be an aberration for both of those guys in order for the Lakers to fit this identity or optimize this identity. So that is going to have to be something that gets addressed um, in this offseason. And like LeBron shooting, I've talked about this in the past, but you know I, I deal with foot problems. That's why I'm trying to lose as much weight as I can. Uh, Shouts to Jen. She has me at like, you know, with the diet and and all of these things. I think I'm at like two and some change. And this is the lowest I've been in a minute. But um, yeah, with, with with when I got my biggest and my feet were really creating problems, Avery has this like little tykes basket that you've seen me shoot on my social media accounts with. And um, even on shooting like something like that, if my feet aren't right, that shot is just not, it's not going to be nearly as consistent as it should be. And you think about that with LeBron, where he's doing that in these tight windows because of the incredible athleticism and the focus that these teams have on, you know, minimizing LeBron's um, impact on these games. And, and yeah, like any kind of foot issue, like as soon as I heard that LeBron had a foot thing, I was really nervous about, you know, what, what that would mean for him moving forward. And I think we did see some of that impact in the, in, in the postseason. And hopefully he's, he's fully healthy and can really focus on that shooting because if he's that kind of shooter that we saw last year, this identity doesn't work. Same goes for AD. If, if AD comes back and he's still kind of plotting, you know, uh, by his standards, and the shot still isn't quite there. Like, I saw a highlight uh, reel from the first year he was a Laker, and yeah, that was four years ago. I get it. It's not quite fair for me to expect him to move that way again, and I'm not necessarily. But on top of, like, the way that he was playing above the rim and challenging guys off of the dribble and doing all of that stuff... um, his feet were a lot more active in getting set up to shoot. And I think that um, is something he's going to have to get back to if, if he wants to be a better shooter this year is, is being a little lighter on his feet so that when he's catching it, he's not still resetting as he's going up into a shooting motion. So um, those couple things are, are, are going to be really important here. Another player who fits into this, um, the, the combination of this identity and the bigger, stronger, faster identity is actually Max Christie, where he's 6'5-ish, and uh, according to everybody I've spoken to um, around the Lakers, they're all saying that he looks noticeably bigger. He looked noticeably bigger going uh, going out to Vegas for Summer League, and that uh, he continues to put that work in, and, and uh, that he's somebody who they're really confident will be able to play a role in the season. And um, that makes sense. I, based off what we saw in uh, Vegas and what we saw throughout his rookie year, I'm, I'm really high on him, obviously. Um, but his ability to defend at that position in ways that nobody else really can on, on this roster. And then also his ability to shoot um, from the corner 
is something I'm really uh, interested in. And, and yeah, like both of those things lend themselves to potential identities as, as bigger, stronger, faster, and offensively explosive, and also playing into raising LeBron's ability to, or uh, helping LeBron raise the Lakers ceiling, and obviously helping AD set the floor defensively. And, and yeah, I actually think if the Lakers are going to find an identity, I, I really think Max Christie, um, because of his skill set, is going to have to be a big part of that. So he's somebody I, I have my eye on as well. But, you know, as it pertains to this specific identity, this is where I get, I have a couple questions about Jared Vanderbilt because, yeah, in some spurts, the Lakers can think about bigger, stronger, faster, and really get after it defensively, try to turn teams over and get out in transition. But if the Lakers are more kind of focused on being hyper-efficient offensively and getting by defensively, um, Vanderbilt doesn't quite fit in that in that mold. And, and, and that's the kind of the nice thing about versatility is that like, it, I don't think the Lakers are going to fully sell out into this identity over the over the entirety of the season. And sometimes you're going to have to play certain games certain ways, and you have to match up against certain matchups certain ways. And Vanderbilt's skill set is going to be important. But if we're just talking about like the the identity that fits the best with this roster, I I still am not positive that Vanderbilt really fits that bill. So yeah, I, this this is very early on in, in in terms of theory here, but I think as of right now, that's the identity I think the Lakers probably at least start with, you know, um, and 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 maybe work their way towards just kind of naturally because this is the way the the, the roster is put together, and um, yeah, that's it's going to be really interesting, really fascinating to see. Um, the, the quotes that come out of out of training camp and uh, the leaks that coming out of, come out of training camp, who's playing well, which groups look uh, as, as good as uh, you know compared to other groups in in the preseason it's going to be really interesting to see um, if this is just the identity that just becomes too crystal clear to ignore um, versus the identity that say Darvin Ham would maybe prefer um, or would maybe prefer. <laughs> And, uh, and, and yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating topic, one that we're going to be coming back to throughout the season, and one that, you know, I, I have a couple guests line up, and then obviously I'm going to talk to Aaron um, at some point this week, and when we talk about this, I'm, I'm really curious what, he, what he'll think about it. So I'm going to leave because the question is actually for me and Aaron, um, the iTunes question. So I'm going to leave that and I'm going to save what is, what is left of my voice here because I sound awful. So uh, thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. I, I do appreciate the questions that we have on iTunes. Again, the best way to guarantee that your topic gets covered on this show is to leave it in the form of a five-star review. And I promise I will get to it. Um, we do have a fun week ahead for you guys. My voice permitting, um, terrible timing here that the season is like right around the corner and my daughter gave me this cough that for her has lasted like three weeks. I hope mine doesn't last that same uh, amount of time. But uh, regardless, thank you everybody for tuning in. Hope you all had a great weekend 
and we will talk to you again later in the week.